I'm really interested to see how leadership shows up. A yee-haw Texan. <laughs> that sounds a little Australian. Welcome to Leadership Decanted, our cheeky half edition, where we dare to share unfinished thoughts and ideas around some potentially thorny leadership questions. And even though KG and I can't always be in the same room, we still do this over a glass of our favourite beverage. KG, welcome to our first cheeky half of the year. I love it, Paul. This is going to be exciting. It's going to be short and sharp, and we're going to give you some our thoughts. Well, you know, unfinished thoughts. Uh, yeah, we're just going to throw these out there. Uh, and unfortunately, most of our thoughts are unfinished. <laughs> but this is the, the format that we <laughs> we're share. Calling so ourselves lots, out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what I was thinking around this cheeky half is, we, you know, we've had a conversation already around. You know, lead, yeah, we got straight into it basically this year you yeah. know, in our first conversation. We finished last year around what did leadership look like for us? What are some things you remember amongst other things? And I thought, well, what are we expecting this year? What, what do we think leadership might look like? Although that's probably not the right question. What do I hope leadership might look like in what domains in my life? Ooh. Wow. And I thought, oh, there's a couple of things I'm thinking about. But yeah. what, what, do you think, what do you think of that question? I, I think it's a great question, you know, and, and especially because it sounds like you've been thinking a cup, about oh, a couple well. of things. So I'm going <laughs> to point it at you and say, <laughs> tell me, what do you think it should look like? Well, the big thing that's, that's really occupying my mind, particularly in the Australian context, for those who don't know, we are recording this in Australia despite my learned colleague's accent, <laughs> or is it my yeah, accent? One of our accents. Yeah, of, someone, so mine is a yee-haw Texan accent. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little Australian. Okay, mine's like, g'day, mate, uh, that type of thing. So in this context, in the Australian context, there is a big, I guess, wave of political leadership that I think we're going to face. Yeah. You know, long-time listeners, they'll know that I'm a bit of a political junkie, but this year, I think for the Australian political landscape, it's going to be quite a, a significant one yeah. because of the voice to parliament. Mm. Now, for those who don't know or haven't been paying attention or don't understand what we're talking about, the voice to parliament is well has morphed now into a movement to ensure that we enshrine the voice of our Indigenous people into the Australian constitution for the purpose of um, recognising the voice and consulting especially on matters that impact and affect Indigenous people. Wow. So up to this point, legislation was made by middle-class white folk mostly with very little, if any, yeah. consultation to the impacts on our Indigenous community. And the fact this community, this uh, culture is the longest continuous culture in the world. Yes. Over 65,000 years, I think. So there is now a debate around whether or not we include this voice in our constitution. So without getting into all the details of that, what interests me around leadership is what that looks like. Yeah. And referenda don't have a very good record here in Australia in terms of passing. Something like 200 referenda in the past, maybe four or five have passed. Wow. I, don't, I don't have all the figures, but it's really but it's small. Well, yeah. The debate has begun. The discourse and, and the media frenzy is winding up. It's not quite at its frenzy level, but it's going to get, it's going you to get there. You can see it, yeah. I'm really interested to see how leadership shows up. Mm. I'm interested to see what the leaders in the public space, how they explain it. I'm interested to see whether they move towards 
broader reconciliation and in their language, in their attitude, in how they present, or whether they move towards division. Yeah. Now, of course, reconciliation and division can be very subjective. From my point of view, it's going to be almost a binary debate because these things are always reduced to that. You lose a lot of nuance. Marriage equality was one of those. Yeah. And they got very ugly and uh, there's a lot of misinformation, high levels of emotion. I think this will be maybe similar, similar yeah, yeah. depending on how leadership shows up. I'm also very interested in at more grassroots, how do leaders who don't have political office or public office, how do they frame these conversations? What is required to have good, productive conversations and even good, productive disagreement yeah. without it becoming divisive? I don't know. It's really, a, it's an open question. Yeah. And yeah. like these cheeky halves, it's very much an unfinished thought. But I'm interested to see whether people are cognizant or self-aware of their own leadership in how they frame these conversations. And are they leaning towards unity or are they leaning towards division? Yeah. And what does that look like? Yeah. Look, I think something you bring up, it's home for me because to me, it feels like it's not so you know, you say it's political and and things Mm. like that, but I think it's almost as simple as, are we going to, as leaders in 2023, allow for many voices to be heard? And how does that get represented? Mm. Because I think as leaders, we we do have a choice many times, right? Where Mm. we really just close ourselves to the voices that are not like our own. Yeah. And we narrow down because we know that that, you know, we know that feels good when people just agree and they nod their heads because they have the exact view that we do and the exact background and the exact experiences. And they they may not be flawed experiences. They may be perfectly uh, legitimate, but we close down the other voices because they're not like our own. And this is really an opportunity for people who are not necessarily of the same background to still lead the way in allowing the other voices to be heard and even amplifying those voices, even though they're not our own, right? And yep. so I think that that's a, that's a big thing that could happen this year if people can step into that and they, sure. can, they can, you know, see that as an opportunity because, you know, I, I'm not a political junkie, so I'm, I'm really just learning and writing notes as you're talking about this stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I find myself a better source yeah. if I were you. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. But I think, you know, that is the opportunity because that's what this feels like to me is that we can kind of change the, the dynamic so that the other voices are heard. It's a better thing for all of us. Sure. The way I I always look at debate and and conversation with teams and 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 so forth is we, we all need to be heard no matter what and we're not going to agree necessarily with everything that everyone has to say and we cannot accommodate every option it's just not physically possible but the more we hear those voices and the more we hear them as equal voices versus trying to push them down because they may disrupt our, yep. our path the better off we are because then ultimately what we do is we get an outcome that at least 
understands those voices. And even though we can't necessarily accommodate them all, we, we understand them and we can in the future make a way of, you know, we start to empathize with those voices more and more. And then we start to make a pathway forward for some of those yes. things that those ideas. So yeah, this, this is going to be a great debate in 2023. Well, great. It's going to be intense. <laughs> it's gonna be um, it, it certainly will be highly emotive for some people. I realize that the voice to Australian parliament deserves much more than a handful of minutes, yeah. but we aren't going to be doing that because this is <laughs> this is not a political podcast, nor are we that well versed in the really complicated nuances of some of this debate. But I guess the reason I brought it up as an unfinished thought is ultimately because the question is, as leaders, how are we going to show up to this yeah. conversation? Yes. What will be our driving desire? Is it going to be warm, inclusive curiosity or will it be combative? Yes. And yes. once again, I don't, I don't mean that it's going to be a bi- just a binary option. There'll be many things in between. But the question of how am I going to show up, I think is an important question for anyone that's practicing leadership. Yeah, great one to start off with. I mean, this is a cheeky half and a half. You know, this is great. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Well, thanks, Ben. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Slauncha. Slauncha. That is our Cheeky Half episode. Please let us know what you think, whether you'd like us to expand on any of these topics in our main episodes or any other comment you might have. You can reach us on askusatleadershipdecanted.com. That's A-S-K-U-S at leadershipdecanted.com. You can also leave your comments for each of our episodes on our website at leadershipdecanted.com. Thanks for listening.